We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Take off your coats, ladies act like gems. Sit down, Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Dreary Tuesday morning. Points north, south, east, and west. Good morning, Brian. How do you do? I'm good, man. What's happening with you? Oh, what a weekend, man. Yes, it was. I, I mean, how long ago does it seem like we saw Jeff on his birthday? Uh, it feels like, like two weeks ago. Seems like it was two weeks because I think he wanted to be wanted to be like that because he was a little loudmouth at one point. Now he's quiet. The best part of seeing Jeff on his birthday was so we were at the over under grand opening, right? And Landfill, you'll appreciate this. Everybody just got in. Like there were no, no problem. Nobody None had whatsoever. a single issue whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, my phone's blowing up, B Mitch's phone's blowing up, and a security guard comes up to us and he says do you guys know someone named Jeff Walker? He claims he's with you and should be allowed no. in the building. <laughs> um, so, I almost said no, last And I was field. just like, what the hell is Jeff doing down there? You know, you know why? Because Jeff always shows up late. And when you show up late, you start getting a lot of people. So they have to make it to where, you know, you got to start limiting the amount of people that get in. Jeff, were you long time or late? I was late. But in my defense. <laughs> uh, no defense. No, no. no in no my defense. defense. You late. That's all that matters. I was waiting on my ride because MVA. Because you were also hammered. So it's a good thing you weren't driving. Yes. And also, the MVA was late sending my my tags. I'm stunned uh, that something happened with Jeff's car. (laughs) Just just completely stunned. You should have already had backup plans because you knew you were going to be hanging out all night. I just got my tags this morning, my stickers this morning. Okay. But what Saturday was, was an epic weekend of football. And what Sunday became was an epic day of football. And then last night, we have to suffer through watching the Cowboys straight up ass kicking. They they, they played like we thought they should have played. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen them play that well, that or that team, this a whole year. Now let's be Except honest. Except the kicker. The the kicker, dude. How do you miss? Listen, bro. He went Vegas. Listen, I I haven't kicked since high school. I think I would make one. I'm not missing four. Four he, is a lot. He pushes to miss, wide man. right, wide right. Then he moves over to the left hash, yanks that one left. Then he tries to go inside the hash a little bit. He kicks it, and it just goes boom, off the off the upright. When you're that, that was hard. I, listen, and then he's in his own head. Oh, I mean, you, 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 dude, you know he's in his own. You're head. looking at him, and I'm like, hey man, they gonna have to go over there and console him, talk to him a little bit because. His face looked like he was like, what the hell am I doing here? 
So there's so much to discuss from the weekend. Just okay. an epic weekend of games. I, I I I really enjoyed all the games. And we've also got plenty of news here in Washington, right? We got Sam Howell news. We got offense coordinator news. I had some news last night about possible sale um, ownership changes. And we're going to get into all of it. I have a simple question I want to ask the callers much later in the show. What was wor- what was worse to watch, the Giants winning or the Cowboys winning for Commanders fans? All of them. Well, so I want to get into all that. But what became so obvious to me about kind of the changing wins in the NFL as it relates to Dan Snyder and the Commanders' ownership was a story on Friday yeah. in USA Today from Jarrett Bell who got to speak with Dan Snyder. Uh, we are with lucky. Jerry Jones. What, uh, yeah, thank you. Sorry, with Jerry Jones. <laughs> with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, who is the true power broker of the league. We're lucky enough to have Jarrett join us right now. Jarrett, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, pretty good, man. I'm still in Tampa. Got this Hall of Fame meeting going on, so I got to be real tight today on my right. time. No problem. Well, let's just tell us, uh, is this team being sold? I, I mean, I think all of the um, – you know, the reporting that we've seen um, suggests that. I mean, you, you've got an investment banker uh, soliciting offers. And, um, you know, from everything I know, uh, some or all of the team will be sold. I think it probably just depends on, you know, how legitimate and what those offers are. Uh, we're talking with Jared Bell from USA Today. Jared, I, uh, we reached out to you because you got – I believe an exclusive interview with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, and, and I yeah, I would believe that. And, and and I think those were by far Jerry's most pointed comments about the Commanders' ownership situation. Can you just tell us a little bit about your conversation with Jerry and and maybe your reaction to it all? My, my reaction was, you know, that, that's Jerry um, talking to me about <laughs> a situation <laughs> with another team in the NFL. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying in, in terms of, you know, typically there has not been a whole lot from other owners. I mean, Jim Ursay came out and said some things. I did a story back in, I think it was May, where I talked to several owners who um, at that time were talking about um, maybe, you know, voting Snyder out and kind of the sentiments there. So there has been a lot of discussions, but for Jerry to uh, come on the record and speak about it um, was was a was pretty unique in terms of how everything's gone down. And then when you know the relationship that Jerry has had with with Dan Snyder for many years since Snyder came into the NFL, um, it was it, it was interesting to hear him talk about it. Uh, do you think that just that they're with him with him now? Uh, Jer- I mean, Jared, and this thing is uh, a foregone conclusion that's going to be over. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm not. I haven't. I don't know. I'm. I'm like a lot of people. Um, just I have. I've not um, worked the story like the Washington Post has been working the story. I'm a columnist for the national newspaper, so mm-hmm. you know that's not my daily beat. Is to um, you know follow everything as it pertains to the sale. But you know, from everything we know, I mean, when you put out a statement as the commanders did last year saying, hey, we got an investment firm, you know, looking at potential offers or soliciting offers or weighing offers or however you want to put it, collecting offers. I mean, what you know, however you want, want, to, want to put that, I mean, that just says what it says. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, I don't understand the question. Is this thing being sold? Really? Y'all in Washington, are you asking me that? I, the thing that really stood out to me um, from your interview with Jerry was, my. this is a direct quote from your interview, my main thing about Washington is that I don't want to do damage to the ability to attract capital. With sponsors alone, you want people to stand in line to be associated with the team. There are a lot of natural things that will occur on their own if you don't mess it up. And if you don't mess it up just sounded quite, quite specific to the situation in Washington. And, and Jared, I know how busy you are. No question. But it, did that stand out to you, that line? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, um, I think that the, the way he – what he was describing, um, A, yeah, it does definitely point straight to Dan Snyder and what's happened with Washington. And I've heard this um, – from other owners as well over over the past few months is that they see the Washington franchise as such a flagship um, fr- franchise for the NFL. And when it is that, it has a certain value. Being in the nation's capital, uh, when you talk about the you know the seat of the political power in this in this country, there's value there. Not to mention. Uh, the demographics of the market, the size of the market, uh, the tradition, really, even, of the franchise. So uh, it is, and you see it every year with the Forbes valuations where Washington's franchise, you know, always ranks, you know, very high in terms of, you know, value of NFL franchises. So that is totally recognized. Now, what has happened over, uh, you know, a few years now is that, the fan base has not supported the team as it once did. The season ticket, you know, roll call that was so deep years ago, that has evaporated. Sponsors moving on. I mean, the sponsors we know really had so much to do. If not, it was a tipping point in changing the name of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And so um, the team, and then not, not having a new stadium to throw that in the mix as a big component of everything. And so when, Jerry Jones talks about attracting capital. That's exactly what he's talking about. And in the NFL, uh, so much of that has to do with sponsorships and the stadium that you have and how you are able to, to, to market. And that was, you know, once Dan Snyder's strong point. But I think one of the things that's happened with Snyder over the years, I mean, he has just done so many different things from, um, you know, how he manages the team and, and and um, different situations that involve the fans. I mean, you go back to what his first training camp, and he's trying to charge fans for parking and and stuff like that, and, and to attend practices. I mean, so the gouging that has been um, evident, kind of in how he runs his franchise, um, not exactly fan friendly. And over the course of many years, you've seen that kind of deteriorate mm-hmm. along with the product on the field. Jared, we know you got to run. Thank Appreciate you so you, much. Okay. Get, tell right. the people at the Hall of Fame, Brian Mitchell needs to get in there. Okay. Hey, I'll talk to you guys later, all right? All right Thank bro. you Appreciate so much, you, Jared. That is uh, Jared Bell, USA Today. You can give him a follow at Jared Bell. We appreciate him joining us. Um, so, I mean, listen, that's kind of what got things kicked off was was his story from On Friday. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah, from Friday. <laughs> I mean, when Jerry Jones says – with sponsors alone, you want people to stand in line to be associated with the team. There are a lot of natural things that will occur on their own if you don't mess it up. Yeah. Totally. And and, and listen, 
I think everyone feels this way. And from the people I've talked to, and I'm talking about from all walks, all levels, they basically feel like this. If a new ownership come, you're going to see the mindset of three different areas change, Maryland, Virginia, and D.C., and you will see people willing to work with instead of saying we're not dealing with. And that makes a world of difference. So that leads us to a story I wrote last night um, about kind of the ownership situation for the commanders. And, and, and there's a lot going on here. Um, like Jared said, like it's been – the team has publicly said uh, in November, it was November 2nd, that they have contracted with Bank of America about possible transactions. Mm-hmm. Could, that could mean 1% of the team. It could mean 100% of the team, anywhere in between. Yep. Um, there have been, and probably for some skeptical folks, remain real questions if this thing will actually get sold. Um, I think that's fair. I think we understand ownership. Dan Snyder has been a, a relatively impulsive person, a guy that doesn't always do exactly what people expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not sure that will change. But I spoke to a number of people on this that believe a sale is coming and it's coming soon. There's some real hope, real real momentum that perhaps this can happen after the Super Bowl but before the new league year opens on March 15th, mm-hmm. which would obviously be hugely advantageous for Commanders fans because it would let them hit the ground running with with an owner potentially ready to invest in the team. Mm. Um, but it, it's an interesting time because, you know, when Rivera and Mayhew, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew gave their end-of-season presser a few weeks ago, they talked about a budget. Yeah. And that's not something that often gets talked about in those situations. Not at all. And that, so I found that kind of interesting. Um, and I want to... Get into some specifics that that I was able to report last night. Let, let's start with Jeff Bezos because that's the person so many assume is going to buy the team. Um, and Front Office Sports reported this, I think, over the weekend. Forgive me if I don't have the exact time frame. But A.J. Perez reported Bezos did not submit a bid. Uh, the first round of bids that were submitted just before Christmas, a, a Bezos bid was not part of that. There mm-hmm. were six bids, not Bezos. That is, I, I've confirmed it, that is factual. Um, so you would think that means he is not involved in this process. I have also heard from numerous sources that the Snyder family would prefer not to sell to Jeff Bezos. Um, prefer not to. Prefer not to. But if you could put a number a little higher, you'll change your mind. I, that's why I, I, <laughs> you could say the door is closed on Jeff Bezos, but it's not locked. Or you could say the door isn't closed. It's it's open a hair. It's, it's halfway. Here's the thing. The guy has immense wealth. And with immense wealth comes opportunities to do things perhaps your own way. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, not to go. When did the Wizards win the title? 1978? The Bullets, right? Something like that? 70s. 70s. That, that team was known for, it ain't over till the fat lady sings. I, I think with. A possible Bezos pursuit of the commanders, it's not over until a contract with somebody else is completely finalized and and the lawyers have stamped it and it's done. It's been voted on by the league. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also add this. If you're Bezos, there's a belief in NFL circles that the Seahawks will get sold at some point. Uh, Paul Allen was the owner of the Seattle Seahawks. He died in 2018. His sister, Jody Allen, has taken over the team 
Um, I think they also own the Blazers, which is getting sold to Phil Knight. Paul Allen, dude was hand-in-hand with Bill Gates Mm -hmm. founding Microsoft. Imagine what that estate looks like. And imagine the the vast sums of money. Mm -hmm. It's been reported that Paul Allen's desire in his estate is to more, more or less kind of give everything away, philanthropic. And to unwind that estate, Jody Allen has said, will take years. But eventually it's believed that that team gets sold. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, Amazon was founded in Seattle. Um, you also already have one of the coolest stadiums in the NFL there. Yeah. You don't have the immense hurdles that whoever does buy this team is going to face in Washington. Even if those I don't hur- believe this, this they're going to face hurdles if they buy the team here. You're still going to have to build a stadium. Yeah. And, and maybe more people are into that idea. And I've heard, and you've heard this too. I don't want to speak for you, so you can you can distance yourself from this if you want. New ownership puts RFK back on the table. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard that from a lot of people, and I think it'd be by far the most valuable thing they could do. Um, I think I think new ownership kind of changes a ton in stadium deals, practice deals, land deals relationships with politicians, all of it. Uh, I think moving the practice facility perhaps to FedEx Field and 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 planting a real firm foot in that. Because what, what have Maryland and PG County officials told us repeatedly? We have money. We're going to build this development. We'd love for you to be a part of it. There you go. It doesn't have to mean a stadium. Nope. And what, what do we know about the land in Ashburn? It's incredibly valuable. It is. Because there's a billion data centers, and apparently 80% of the world's internet comes through Ashburn, Virginia. Yes, indeed. And they got, what do you figure? And that generates more than a stadium. What do you figure? That's got a 100 acres over there? It's probably a little more than that. 150? I don't know what the size mm-hmm. is, but it's expensive land over there, man. Oh, yeah. And, 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 dude, I think I wouldn't rule out any jurisdiction. Maybe Virginia, maybe... The 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 politicians that didn't want to do a deal with Dan, maybe they feel different about yeah, getting the professional sports into Alexandria or something. I don't know. A, a lot of things can change. There there's there's more news here. I want to lay out a scenario, at least in my opinion, I believe sets up well for one DC native and another DC native that there was a lot of excitement about that I've had multiple sources tell me is out of the running. We're going to do that when we return. Before we go, whoever buys this team, whoever buys this team is inevitably going to bring in their own staffers, their own business people, perhaps their own coaches, perhaps their own general managers. Wherever the facility lands, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, they're going to need to buy a house. And there's only one person I would tell them to buy a house from. That is our guy, John Leahy. And that thing on reach out to John because John has great marketing, which gives you great results. Like Lavette, Lavette was moving with her son and her grandkids, so she needed to sell her home in Frederick, Maryland, which had become too much maintenance for her. At the same time, she was dealing with a lot of difficulties and anxiety. So she needed the, the best agent available, and that was John and his team. With John's aggressive marketing and work, the home was sold for 4% above Lavette's asking price, and Lavette was happy and grateful to have this worry resolved so quickly for more money. We're talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group of EXP Realty. John, you can go to johnsellsdmv.com and find out, find out your home's value in just seconds. It only takes a few seconds to request an instant cash offer on your home at johnsellsdmv.com. 
and John offer you flexible fees customized to your needs. That's easy to say. I, and it, certainly in this city, in Washington, we hear people say lots of things but not come through with them. Mm-hmm. Here's how John comes through with it. He has a deep bench of buyers in waiting, ready to buy. How many? More than 10,000. He can get your home sold before you even realize it. Call John today, 301-900-3052. Go online to johnsellsdmv.com. Or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy Group. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And start packing. CBSO, Jim Andrew Mullins the 10th, a.k.a. Landfill, is investigating, trying to get an answer. How much land do the commanders have in Ashburn? My, I don't know, but it's a, I mean, you got, just think about that whole front where they make the media park, where they did parking for training camp. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's less than five right there. But you got all My that. bigger than that. Then you got, you go from the corner of what are those two roads? Loudoun County Parkway and Gloucester or whatever? Gloucester? Gloucester, yeah. But you go from there all the way to the bridge where the creek is. Uh, all the way to the, like 1757 border. Yeah. It, I that, wonder how deep they I, go see, in those I, when woods. You were, I thought you were talking about the, the area they were trying to buy. For to build a new stadium, but that area right there, it, it's it's not a hundred acres. Okay, maybe it's seventy, maybe it's fifty. Um, regardless, a lot going on with the Commanders and a potential sale. Um, two names that that I find interesting. I think they might have like a hundred and fifty acres, actually. See, I told you the CBSO's on it. Yeah, my guess was a hundred. I also. I- but you got to realize. <laughs> but I've heard some of that is floodplain. Yeah, I don't know that you'd be able to build They have a swamp area right there. So what you can use is not 100 acres. Landfill, <laughs> when it comes to swamps, <laughs> I defer to B. Mitch because he is the sultan of the swamp. <laughs> if you're from Louisiana and you want to talk swamps, hey, you know more than me, dude. <laughs> um, Here's what I know, though. Uh, there was a lot of momentum for Commanders fans, around uh, a gentleman named Todd Bowley. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowley went to Landon, um, is a D.C. guy um, in professional sports ownership, made billions in Wall Street hedge funds. Um, Bowley owns Chelsea, and I believe he's part of ownership groups with the Lakers and the Dodgers, and there was a lot of Excitement that Bowley could be the guy here in D.C. Mm-hmm. I've been told by multiple people that Todd Bowley is out of the running. Mm. And people are like, well, why? I, I think some of this, it's it's easy for us to get caught up in, of course you want to buy this team. You get them back to RFK, this thing's going to print cash, right? Yep. You're talking $6 billion, man. <laughs> like, these are, when, I mean, frankly, these are unfathomable numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, as 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 the world advances and a and an average home costs you, what's an average home cost in our area? Maybe Leahy could text us, but I bet it's six hundred grand yeah. or something, right? Like you could conceptualize what a million dollars is. Mm-hmm. 
But the, the four of us, average people, we can't conceptualize a billion dollars. I can't. I don't know what the hell that means. Maybe you can be, but like, I can't imagine a billion, let alone six billion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's easy for us to be like, well, new owner, new stadium, new sponsors, Bud Light's back, and and they're printing cash. Well, what about the debt services and and all these other things that you have to deal with? So that doesn't mean that everybody's out. In fact, I would argue, and I'm not reporting anything here. This is just my assertion. The Harris Blitzer Group owns the Sixers and the Devils and Crystal Palace Soccer Club over in England. I'm sure Landfill's a huge Palace fan. Mm-hmm. Crystal Palace sounds like something Billy Bain might own over uh, <laughs> near the airport. But no, yeah, yeah. It, is, uh, it is a soccer team in England. <laughs> Where is Crystal Palace? Landfill? London? London Town? Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh Harris is also a D.C. native. Yeah. Um, I believe he went to the field school, which I, I, I traffic was a mess this morning. Was traffic messed up for you guys this morning? Yes. It was horrible. Yeah. I don't know if it's the rain. I think we were in a field school. I, I also think Tuesday, it because I had to go do a podcast, so I had to go find a room to do a Zoom down the hall. Like, you know, like we all come this side of the building, but the other side of the building here at the Odyssey station is by and large empty. Like, there's never anybody here. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday morning must be the day they all have to come in and have meetings. Sales day. Dude, every meeting room was packed. And usually I have my pick of like 10 different empty meeting rooms. Um, but whatever, good for them. So I do think Tuesday is the peak traffic day in our city now because everybody works from home now. Nobody comes in Monday. Nobody comes in Friday. But I feel like Tuesday's the day. Traffic sucked today. But I drive by the field school this morning. And I don't know this. Maybe I can Google it real quick. <laughs> I do think there would be some irony. Driving by the field school, it doesn't strike me as a school that has football. Yeah, all right. I just looked it up. Signature athletic programs, soccer, cross country, volleyball, basketball, track, baseball, softball, tennis, women's lacrosse. I think it's just a, a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Would there be some irony if a D.C. guy that buys the Commanders went to a high school that didn't have a high school football team? I mean, it wouldn't be a problem. Not a problem. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I think the previous two didn't play no football. <laughs> so, true. let's be real. That's true. I mean, Jack K. Cook was from Canada. Yeah. And I, I don't know, but I don't believe Dan played high school football. Can't see it. Um. So, the Harris group. Here's here's where my assertion comes from. The Broncos had a very long sales process that was kind of messy because you had family drama and then you had an old owner try to sue for right of first refusal and it just took a while and Mm -hmm. dragged on. Um I don't think the commanders are going to have any of that. There's no family internal lawsuits, any of that kind of stuff. Um, The Harris group, this has been reported by Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. The Harris group was prepared to go to $5 million. $5 billion. $5 billion. Yeah, thank you. That's a big difference. (laughs) $5 billion to buy the Broncos. 
five billion. The Broncos got sold at four point six five billion mm-hmm. to the Walton Penner Group. Why do you know the Walton name? Because they're the money behind Walmart. Walmart. And as Mike Florio reported, the Harris Group didn't want to get into a bidding war. They knew they couldn't win. There's an old axiom, never get into a land war in Asia. That's that's the equivalent of getting into a bidding war with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Never get into a war of words with those that buy ink by the barrel. That's an old, I think, a Benjamin Franklin quote. They got more money than you, so don't try to bid against them. There you go. But what does that tell us, B? If they were ready to go to five bill for Denver, they were in the process, means people in the league are comfortable with these people. Mm-hmm. If you can go to five billion and you own the Sixers and you own the Devils, and those are li- those are assets, maybe not liquid, but those are assets that should you need to, you could probably sell. Mm-hmm. Means you could probably get something done at six billion, or perhaps six point two, or six point four. Wasn't the high as six point three supposedly? Right, that was uh, front office sports. So, to me, they are the most logical group to move forward with this. But again, we don't. Nothing is definitive, but a number of people believe this thing is moving and moving quick. I also. For for folks that want to say Dan's never going to sell, Dan's never going to sell. This is all this is all a stunt to push off the NFL, to push off the investigations and everything else. The investigations still go. I I would say a few things. Landfill, maybe you can look this up. When Jerry Richardson was more or less forced to sell the Panthers, yeah, he got that done, I believe, in advance of the NFL's investigation coming out. And in turn, they said, well, he's he's out. He's out. We don't need we don't need to say it. We can make this one just like the other one. Not written. Now that what happened, I believe, is they didn't disclose the details, but he was fined. Yeah. Dan's already been fined. If they if he sells, I don't think they're gonna find him again. But if Dan sells this thing, would you be stunned if we never see the Mary Jo White investigation? It's possible. But I, would, I, think, I, I wouldn't think, be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned, but I think in this day and age, <laughs> things always seem to find a way to leak. Sure. Well, and Rogers Goodell has repeatedly said it'll be released, so maybe that's a little different. But I, I, I do find that one interesting. But I, I can't get past this. And, and, Brian, I said this to you when it happened. How old is Dan? Let's all guess real quick. I bet he's mid-50s. I'm 54. Dan is probably 57, 58. I was going to guess, you know what? 60. 58. Turned 58 in November. People of that age that grew up in this area worship Sonny Jurgensen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not a math guy, but Dan was probably eight years old when Sonny Jurgensen was setting records. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then Sonny, like, like he was for me, 
was a, a huge part of this organization as the radio broadcaster. And really, he was on with George Michael on NBC4 all the time. Just a dynamic, funny, larger-than-life personality in this city. And so, Dan has owned the team now for 24 years? 23 years? Yeah, right at that. So he's worked with Sonny all of that time. Mm-hmm. Grown close with Sonny all of that time. I know you've seen the two of them together. I've seen the two of them together. And and I'm almost positive Nikki Jabala of the Washington Post reported this. Dan wasn't at that Week 18 game where Sonny Jurgensen is getting honored at halftime. Mm-hmm. That stood out to me, man, in a major, major way. The Washington Post has since reported that he's now declaring uh, – United Kingdom, England as his country of residency. Could he decide not to sell this thing at the last minute? Sure. But, man, all signs point to it. It doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. Yeah. And so, if you think this is all a hoax, maybe. But what is the viability of not doing this? You you can't get a stadium deal done. You're losing Mm -hmm. sponsors. Losing fans. Big you're losing time. that. The, the, you're losing the the ability to make money like you thought you were. Because like you you, we hear different things, but we don't hear none of those things like that about other teams. The things we hear, you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, you're you're owner of a team, and that comes with a certain level of income. I don't know if that income is like it used to be. We're going to put a bow on the ownership stuff. Barstool Nate joins us at 11 a.m. A ton of offensive coordinator news. Brian, including somebody you are close with. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. Follow Brian at B. Mitch Live, NBCS on Twitter. <clears throat> B. Mitch 30 on Instagram. You can follow me at JP Finley, NBCS on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've landed on Dan Snyder's Wikipedia page. Mm. Um, and this quote is attributed to him from a uh, an interview in 2000. He said, blueprints are for Harvard MBAs. I dropped out of college. I don't have a five-year plan. I don't have a blueprint for almost any of my businesses. I'd like to turn that one over to the CBSO for... Uh, for a translation there, Landini. Uh, yeah, considering how Six Flags and Johnny Rockets went, it's pretty obvious he didn't have a business plan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. All right, so people are telling me that they believe Cody, who's now a tech executive, so who knows, believes that the, the Commander's Park, the facility out there in Ashburn, is roughly 60 acres. Um, and that looks about right from what I what he's identified on this map. Um, other folks are telling me, Matt Mitchell says, I'm 20 minutes behind li- listening on the phone, but you may already know that the Loudoun County, what is GIS, Government Information Services perhaps, says it's a 44-acre parcel of land. I got 157 
because uh, I believe there are two parcels and 119 of those acres are floodplain. So 47 acres that you could use. Yeah. Uh, Myron. Unless you're going to have a floating ship. <laughs> uh, stadium because you saw that Hell, the, the construction they do for these data no, centers now. They might be able to have Did you see the thing that uh, I think Dubai was building this floating stadium? Listen, <laughs> I know it's the NFL and everything, but they don't got Dubai money. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from Myron. This, I think, maybe settles it. Uh, Commander's Park is apparently bordered on the backside by an environmental easement which prevents any construction. This prevents any large-scale construction, which is why the practice bubble is where it is and not beyond the grass and artificial fields. I, I believe that because past, I mean, having been out there a billion times, past the football fields is woods and a creek. Yeah. And, dude, frankly, that part of Loudoun County. That creek produces some hell of mosquitoes. <laughs> but, like, there's not much woods and creeks left. Mm-hmm. If they could build on it, they probably would. If they could, they probably would have already done I'm something. almost surprised 1757 being there. I wonder if you couldn't develop that into data centers. Because I know it's a nice golf course and they probably make some money, but that land's probably worth more than 150 bucks to play golf yeah, or whatever it like is. They, the, the, the management has changed. Ownership has changed. It's, over it's there. private again, right? And yes, and I'm telling you, they generated more than they were generated when it was uh, not private. I, I, I believe that. I don't know. Let uh, <laughs> I mean, if the entire point is you can't build on these places because they might flood, like if a golf course floods, right? Like who cares? Right. Yeah. I, you might care, but it dissipates. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So I, who knows? But like the land where the building is, they could build that, and probably from the building to the bubble, that's way higher up. You know what I mean? Everything else is down the hill. What, what are they gonna build over there? What you talking about? A data center. Oh, a data center. <laughs> I don't know. What else do they build over there? There's a Wegmans and 100 data centers. Well, I think and you, so many car dealerships. To, if you're trying to sell a team by March, that data center, you're not selling that land in a data center because whoever's coming in, they're going to say, my oh. bid had all, my bid had to do with all of this. Crap. Oh, dude. I'm yeah. t- I, any, any movement of land, any movement of facilities, I think all that stuff's years away. The data center has moved. Data center stuff has moved all the way out to Route 50 now. <laughs> they are expanding. Right. All right. I want to switch gears. Barcelona Nate's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Um, there are now six offensive coordinator openings in the NFL. Ready for this list? Mm-hmm. Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots. What's the most? Chargers, Commanders, Titans, who else? Rams, Jets, Pats. Ask your question. Though. Maybe the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, too. why? Because Sean calls the plays anyway. Right. And if he's calling them, I'm sure he's installing a lot of it. So is that just a title? And who knows what the hell the Patriots are doing? Yeah. The, the Patriots, well, they had a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. So <laughs> right. you know, they can try anything there. I mean, the Chargers of this list are so far and ahead the top job. Is is the little idiot coach there, is he a de- defense guy or offensive yeah. guy? Defensive. defensive guy, well, you can probably go there and he needs to get away from everything and tell him, let me decide on if we're going to go for it or not go for it because he tries everything. Um, Landfill, I got good news and bad news for you, pal. 
Somebody tweeted me, and it says, Landfill is correct. They have two parcels. One is 44 acres, and the other is over 110 acres. So good news, somebody agrees with you. Bad news, that tweet came from somebody named Florida Man. See, he doesn't have a problem with the 100-some acres of floodplain because he lives in the Delta region down in Florida. Florida's all floodplain. Yeah, so he's, he's cool with that. So that's cool for him. Because he's thinking about going to get some pipe. What's the snakes they're getting in there? The pythons? I think they got all kinds of snakes. And alligators. I don't go to Florida for any reason. No, yeah, but it, it's like they have a, a big thing. They, they people, people get these pets Anacondas. and they throw them out. No, it's like pythons, I thing right now that people oh, start Burmese get, pythons? Whatever they are, they all of a sudden showed up in the Everglades because mm-hmm. people, I guess, were getting them as pets. And once it got too big, they were just throwing them in there. And then what do things do? Multiply. We don't die. We multiply. We babies, kids. All right. <laughs> when we come back, Barcelona Nate joins the program. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 